Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are a video game radio show and my name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. How are you, Simon? I'm, all, I'm very tired, actually. Um, it's been a big week, uh, lots going on. I haven't played any video games, I'm afraid, <laughs> so you're going to need to carry me in the review section. Uh, okay. But yeah, but yeah, all good, all good. All good in the shed. It's just started raining outside. Uh, which is going to make the journey back to the main house a little tricky. Um, one thing I have noticed during the rain in the shed is that if you're returning from the house with a cup of tea, um, sometimes when I open the door, little, a little rainwater comes off the shed roof and drops in the tea. And I, oh. wa- I wonder what's on. <laughs> There's birds and stuff up there. Yeah, I'm not going to Google it. Um, but uh, it's been a pretty rainy week and I'm, I'm, I'm still alive. So cheers. Congratulations, that's all any of us can hope for in these times. How are you, more importantly? I'm alright, I'm alright. I've had a um, a really nice week because uh, it's been the return of cricket, uh, or at least the return of crowds to cricket, so I've, I've uh, spent some time at the Oval watching Surrey play Middlesex, uh, and actually I've been doing that today okay, as did, well. The game's just finished. Did they win? They did not. Uh, the game... Well, I was quite worried because I live about 15 minutes walk from the Oval um, and I was worried that I, I was going to be late for the show today. But thankfully, they um, graciously made it look like nothing was going to happen around about half four. So I thought, all right, that'll do. I'll come home, prepare for the show. You know, do this as professionally as uh, our audience have come to expect from One Life Left. Um, and uh, and yeah, it, it all looked like it was heading towards a draw. Then it got interesting, but by that point I was already at home. Then it happened to be a draw. Anyway, uh, 
so yeah, it was good. Uh, nothing to do with video games, but then, as listeners to the show will know by now, uh, often One Life Left isn't. It's about the stuff that surrounds video games. Uh, in our case, Simon Shed and me Steve going to the Oval. Could you have um, could you have run back if it did get interesting? Well, I've done that before. Have you actually? Yeah, um, and that's and that's permitted, is it? It is. It is. Uh, yeah, and often that's because of the rain. So you'll you'll head home and because it looks like rain, and then it won't be raining. So you'll run back, and it's a nice bit of exercise, uh, more than compensated for by the cake and the booze. Nice. How's uh, S. Curran doing? S. Curran's off on England duty, so he doesn't play for us anymore. Oh, okay. So I don't get that that thrill of looking at the scoreboard and. Um, there was there was an there was an occasion there was a time uh, when S Curran and his brother T Curran were both playing for Surrey, uh, so they have to differentiate with their initials, and they managed to take all ten wickets of the opposition. Uh, so the scoreboard was just lit up with Currans all the way down. It said Curran, 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 um, and I went and took a photo of this during the innings break because I was quite excited. It's still my desktop wallpaper. And uh, in the official report, the official match report on Crick Info, because both brothers had taken all of the wickets of the opposition, it said, you know, it's a very unusual event, and grown men were queuing up to take pictures of the scoreboard. <laughs> I didn't queue up, and it was just one grown man, and it was because I had that surname. Anyway, enough cricket, which is not a thing I often say. <laughs> I was just going to ask whether um, you could sneak into the ground on your driver's license. Interesting. Um, I did. I did wonder back when S. Curran started playing for the uh, for the team. I thought maybe I should. Because back then he had like four hundred Twitter followers. Now he's a celebrity and big deal in in India. He plays for an IPL team and he plays for England as well. But at the time I was like, maybe I can use my 4,000 Twitter followers to kind of go, hey other S. Curran, maybe you should be friends with this S. Curran, <laughs> uh, you know. And um, But I missed that opportunity. And now my opportunity to ingratiate myself with cricketing currents has gone. The end. Ah, ah well. Ah, well. We're, We're just... a video game radio show, Simon. We're a video game radio show. We have video games that... Well, actually, you don't have any video games to talk about, do you? That's the problem. Um, I think I do, although I can't recall. No, I do have some games to talk about, so I will carry you through the review section. Thank you, Steve. But we have more to come before that. We have letters. I know we've got at least two letters, because I've just seen them drop in on the Discord. Um, We have uh, news. Do we have news? I've got some news. Don't you worry about that. Okay, I've got three stories. I do wonder whether we've both picked the same one. (laughs) Uh, We will see, we will see. All right, do you want to start? Let's go. Well, do you? Who's going to go first? Because I think we should open with the strongest and uh, most relevant. Um, the one I, the one I'm thinking of, is from Gama Sutra. <laughs> it's definitely the same. <laughs> <as I. laughs> you, go on then. 
You take it. You take it. Garma's headline. Being found to be sexy by others (laughs) is not against our rules. Twitch. Uh, The story continues. Live streaming platform Twitch said Friday it would introduce a new pools, hot tubs and beaches tag in order to accommodate the rise in popularity of, and this was a term I'd never heard before, water-based streamers who are sometimes, and this part is quoted, found to be sexy by others. Why do you think it is that two old men have picked the same new story? Is it because we've fallen foul of being... We've been accused of being too sexy before. That's why we're on radio. It happens all the time. It happens all the time, and you know, especially on the Marioki stream, often... I see people joining and then leaving, one assumes, because it's just too hot for Twitch. Um, Yeah, so uh, Twitch, as uh, listeners to the show, no doubt know, is a video streaming platform that um, is dominated by people playing games and increasingly dominated by sexy people. Sexy people! (laughs) Uh, have you ever watched a sexy person play games? Present I have company I, accepted. I have not, Steve. But um, going by the the photo that accompanies the store, the uh, story, uh, which is a la- a lady in a bikini on a, an inflatable banana. Hey, there's a whole new world out. I shall be watching Twitch immediately. Um, <laughs> the second paragraph goes. The addition of the tags means that advertisers can include or avoid channels that feature streamers who wear bathing suits and hang out. In and around bodies of water, both man-made and naturally occurring. So, what's a man-made? Is it like is that a hot tub of of wee? Is that what's happening on on Twitch? A, I, I made that body of water. Do they film themselves uh, making it? I like I like that they had to specify both man-made and naturally occurring. Just you know just. No, we're all right. This was a naturally occurring body of water. I've got the certificate to prove it. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's a there's a bold and bold emboldened bolded part emphasis. of the text. Yeah, em- <laughs> emphasis. Uh, Twitch said, while we have guidelines about sexually suggestive content, comma, bold control or Apple B. Being found to be sexy by others is not <laughs> against our rules. And Twitch will not take enforcement action, action against women or anyone on our service for their perceived attractiveness. I mean, we don't have so, rules where it's illegal to find us sexy, is it? If we did, no one would, know, no one would notice. <laughs> um, Perhaps we should. We well, should have that kind of... You know, uh, just in case. Okay. Just and in that case. um, that bold text was on the blog that uh, entitled, "Let's talk about hot tub streams." <laughs> I mean, geez, there's a danger there, isn't there? That somebody's personal draft could have found its way onto the corporate <laughs> blog. Why wouldn't you talk about hot tub streams? Is now, this a, all right. Is this anything do to do? Think... Well, so go on. Okay, cool. <laughs> why do you think? Why do you think this is? Uh... Why do you think Twitch have been forced into this ridiculous situation? Why do you think they've had to make this statement? Because I've inflated my hot tub a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's obvious, isn't it? 
I was in it earlier today and the neighbours were hanging over the fence. I said, don't don't worry if you find me sexy. <laughs> I, said, I said, it's not against my rules. I said, there's no Just running, don't... no jumping, no heavy petting, but finding me sexy is fine. And if you want to open your laptops and train the webcams on me, feel free. Not against my another... rules. Um, I, I assume this is because, you know, um, Twitch... Twitch uh, have a lot of people who go there to watch this sort of thing, and their guidelines, uh, which say you know no sexual content, um, preclude advertisers from getting involved with that kind of thing, and that's how Twitch makes their money. So they have to, <laughs> they're having to draw a line, but it's quite hard for them <laughs> to draw a line around this, as the illustrative photo on this article. <laughs> Well, uh, the, the move comes after Twitch pulled ads without warning for popular streamer Caitlin mm. Amaranth uh, Sigurza, or um, uh, pictured, that's her, and other hot top yeah. streamers drawing criticism about how Twitch enforces its terms of services and how the company handles streamers who happen to be found sexy by others. Now, <laughs> this story is written by Chris Graft, friend of the show, <laughs> sometimes colleague. That's fi- that, the, the ending to that sentence... Um, handle streams who happen to be found sexy by others. That is the sort of thing you'd write if your partner was going to be reading the story, wasn't it? <laughs> Just happen to be found. I don't know. I don't. I know. No, I don't find anyone on Twitch. No, but don't find them sexy. That's not. Chris, why are you watching Twitch again tonight? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Just I'm not. Research for an I, article. I, I'm, not, I'm not. And if I did, I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't be deliberately finding them sexy. I just happen to find them sexy. It is clear that the author of this piece, Chris, <laughs> found found this a very funny thing to write, <laughs> and particular phrases because the way he closes the piece, uh, Twitch said the addition of the category is not a long term solution, but in the near term solves issues for viewers, advertisers, and streamers who are found to se- who are found to be sexy <laughs> by others. It's perfect. All right. How do you follow that, Simon? You follow that with a Eurogamer story from Tom Phillips. Uh, Nintendo has revealed a Zelda and Loftwing amiibo figurine which launches alongside its Skyward Sword HD remaster on the 16th of July. Tapping the amiibo onto your Switch lets you zip between the game's airborne overworld and Hyrule surface, wherever you are. A handy feature not available in the original game. The fact that Nintendo has added this ability will undoubtedly save time when playing Skyward Sword HD. You no longer have to visit specific points to swap between the sky and land. You can return to the exact spot you left, and you can even use the Amiibo ability when in dungeons. But some fans have been quick to say this feature should not be reliant on an Amiibo figurine, and that all players should be able to benefit. What do you say, Steve? Well, um... Yeah, I understand the fans' point of view. Uh, I think, isn't this just like DLC? Like, it's just like paying, you know, uh, five ninety nine for fast travel or something. It is, but in a format that is, you know, his, that has historically been difficult to buy. Mm. Uh, are you going out of stock quite frequently? And so, yes, you're right. There have been um, examples previously of uh, time saving features unlocked via money uh, but what mm. if this one has sold out is selling out uh, and people that did want to save time can't well uh i don't know about this kind of thing 
but I have a friend. Uh, a cousin. Okay. A current. A current mm-hmm. cousin. Uh, don't think it's one of the cricketers. Who comes round quite often. Um, and uh, very into Animal Crossing. Very into Animal Crossing. Now, Animal Crossing has a feature whereby you can uh, import characters if you have the uh, if you have the trading cards for, from them or the amiibos. Uh, very, very hard to get hold of these things, though. Uh, but my friend, my cousin, sorry, current cousin, um, found a website on the internet where you could buy all the crocodiles, bundles of crocodiles, uh, um, imported on tiny little plastic chips without the um, figures. Um, wow. Showed me, showed me this bundle of uh, crocodile chips he has. I, I tried one with my Did switch. You, first one was free, yeah. was it? First one, um, and yeah, brought, brought boots into my game. Of course, I didn't let him stay. That wouldn't have been okay. Also, I didn't have room in my campsite, and I'm not really playing Animal Crossing anymore. Uh, so there are other means to get hold of the of the data for these, but they're not. They're, they're, would say they're grey imports. Is that a way of saying illegal? Uh, sketchy. Yeah, sketchy. Yeah. So you're mm. right. I mean, again, that 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 doesn't feel fair. If you're saying that we need to interact with your cousin, that he's got a load of <laughs> a load of hooky Skyward Sword amiibo cards. Mm. Um, just at the same I, time. I, but you know, the reason I, I bring up my cousin is that. I sort of understand that that is a product of that kind of decision. Uh, it introduces a reason for these grey areas to exist. Uh, because if these things were possible for people to buy uh, straight off, people would buy them, as you can see from the popularity of DLC and the popularity of currencies where you do shortcut shortcut game loops. As it is, um, yeah, you have to find sketchy websites or just seek out a current in central london and uh, <laughs> get him to open his overcoat full of uh, right um, um well see well uh, it's out of stock on shop too but still currently available on simply games Steve. right oh okay. is it no <laughs> rather than say buy now you can push a button that says register interest sounds similar to the sort of thing your your cousin would do <laughs> Uh, okay, I've got a, um, I've got another story here. Um, this is also from Gama Sutra uh, by Chris Kerr. Netflix, well, it says report, and you know how we love ones that begin with reports. Report: Netflix wants to hire game exec to create Apple Arcade style service. Uh, the article goes on. The company is reportedly keen to grow beyond its movie and television streaming routes by making significant inroads into gaming and is intent on hiring a seasoned video game exec to lead the charge. Uh, an anonymous source has indicated Netflix has already begun talks with multiple candidates who are described as veterans in their field. Isn't that's, that... That's us. Isn't, isn't it? it? I picked the same story for the same reason, Steve. Did you? Are we both getting so... jobs at Netflix? Well, I have you have you had the call? No, but I do use it. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> so do I. Have you watched Bandersnatch? No, I can't. I've told I've told you this. I can't out of jealousy. Mm, I know that's probably the first hurdle, isn't it? Is it? 
they probably filtered first people who have played that and then people who are veterans of the games industry, which presumably they know because they've got all of our cookies. Okay. Have you played it then? I, I mean, I should fire it up now then, I guess. No, I, I haven't had the call either, so... Because you've not played Bandersnatch? I haven't played Bandersnatch, no. I've... I mean, I can't think of any other reason why they wouldn't want either of us in charge of this new apparent service. What would you do? Well, I think, as we learnt from the news story a few weeks ago, uh, I'd first announce something that wasn't going to launch for five years. <laughs> and then... <laughs> I'd spend a couple of years in development and then uh, and then probably leave in a panic. Um, what would I do? I would... I would... I know what I'd do. I would acquire itch.io. Ooh. That's very good, Mr. K. I'm going to treat this like your interview now. Hmm. I'd acquire itch and uh, I'd promise... I'd promise to the fans that I wasn't going to ruin it, and then I'd definitely ruin it. Okay. Uh, by making it part of the uh, part of the. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't ruin it. So what I'd do is I'd make um, some of the games that are premium on itch part of the Netflix subscription. So I wouldn't touch the ecosystem as it exists now. Uh, I'd let people still go on there and buy these things. But if you have a Netflix subscription, you can go on and play the full versions of these things. And I'd also probably sign a couple of indies, uh, like name indies, to produce uh, decent games to go alongside those name games that could appear and attract people to the to the server. You'd definitely get a second interview off that answer, Steve. Thank you. What would you do? Uh, I would... Well, it's... In... Well... Uh, the short answer is I can't think of anything funny, and I don't know. I, mean, I wouldn't say that in the actual, <laughs> say that in the actual interview. <laughs> but um, I was talking to somebody over uh, the last couple of weeks, and they said something that resonated with me uh, because it was unusual. They were talking about a game that was being made for an unannounced mobile format. Huh. Now, I thought all the mobile formats had been announced. I can't think of one. So you've got you've got rectangular, and then you've got rectangular on its end. Yeah. Square. Square Enix are buying it, are they? <laughs> <laughs> but it just struck me as an odd phrase. An odd phrase. And maybe that's got right. something to do with Netflix. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I don't know. And, you know, Didn't we speculate a few months ago that the new Switch would have a triangular screen. We did. Could be that. Could be that. That's really interesting, isn't it? Mm. Well, you heard it first on One Life Left. You did. New mobile format, possibly coming from Netflix. What you didn't hear was uh, were more jokes about what we'd do at Netflix. Apologies for that. <laughs> All uh, right. uh, do you, do yes. You another... Last news Sorry. story from me. Okay. Vicky Blake on Eurogamer uh, wrote this today. Have a day off, Vicky. Um, I should say Sunday. That's when we are recording. We don't have days off. Uh, headline, unhappy players review bomb Elite Dangerous Odyssey. Subhead, I paid money, it's advertisers finished, and it should work. 
Unhappy Elite Dangerous Odyssey PC players are hitting developer frontier where it hurts. Steam reviews. The new content, Odyssey, released on 19th of May, is allegedly causing all kinds of problems with reports of crashes, poor performance, bug missions and poor, optimis- poor optimization, according to recent reviews left on the game's Steam page. The feedback now aggregates over 3,000 reviews, 2.2k of which are deemed mostly negative despite a second hot fix that rolled out on Friday in a bid to address the game's stability. Uh, but, 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 but. Now, the reason why this story was interesting, I thought, was that um, why is this classed as review bombing? If they don't like it and they're leaving uh, poor feedback, that's not a review bomb, that's a review. Mm, I think... I guess review bombing... Uh, for me, the line would be, is it a coordinated effort? So is it being led by a campaign somewhere on Reddit, which that would, you know, Reddit or another service? Uh, That would imply that, you know, people are being told to go and do this because they are disgruntled rather than naturally going, this is rubbish, uh, thumbs down. So I don't know. I've... I've, um, I've not played it. Have you played it? I've no, not played, you've not it, played no. any games. No. Have you played Elite Dangerous? No, I've bought it though, so don't worry about that. Okay. Uh, I played it for a bit. Really enjoyed it uh, quite a lot. And this. So do you know about this 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 version? This is the one that adds. Uh, yeah, planetary. Technically. Yeah. T- technically called space legs. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you can you can walk around your ship. You can walk around your space station. Uh, I think you can even walk on planets. Yes. Hmm. So I'm I'm interested. I'm interested in going back into it, but I'm not interested in playing anything that amounts to an early access game. Uh, like all of these things, like Cyberpunk and, um, you know, like uh, like Housemark responding to the criticism of uh, of Returnal not having saves. You know, you will have a lot of and like No Man's Sky, of course, as well. At the la- at launch, you'll have a lot of incredibly talented and de- dedicated devs working on it. You know, straight away they know what the fans think without people going on there and crushing the life of the game. The life of the game depends on Steam, as you well know, right? Like good scores are everything. Thumbs up and 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 getting into the, uh, you know positive recommendations sections and getting the front paging that comes with that and if the players go on there and say this is terrible it's kind of it, it it's um it's it's damaging what they want because they're essentially harming the income of that game and that income is going to go towards fixing the game this isn't a scam right it's not like they're running with their money they've been developing this game for how long? It's been out for 10 years? Long, it? long time, yeah. Yeah, it is tricky though, isn't it? Because if it doesn't work and you have paid money for it, then you should obviously respond with uh, with, with with feedback. Um, mm. it, yeah, you are right. You know, being mixed or negative can absolutely impact where you are. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, just make sure that it works, I guess, is the thing to do before you hit your release button. Yeah, but I would imagine that the majority... I, I, I don't know, I haven't looked into this, but I would imagine if it is a uh, a sort of subreddit-led campaign or, or that kind of thing, I'd imagine the people who are disappointed here and the people who've jumped on it straight away, right, are disappointed current players of Elite. 
So they have that investment already, and I think there are better ways to communicate with the dev team than through Steam reviews. Um, I mean, it's a show of force, but I don't know. I I think it's I think it's damaging. Mind you, No Man's Sky massively recovered from it, right? Like, so it's not a it's not a point of no return. No, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's just important that you do uh, communicate with your players back uh, via the forums, etc. And I think that really can be the difference. Um, that if you're responding quickly and positively and accurately, then over time, because uh, Steam customers can, of course, change their minds, uh, you can move those uh, sort of mostly negative or mixed reviews um, higher up. And and yeah, if you get it right, you know, I mean, again, I was looking at the Steam bestsellers for the last week and it takes two uh is a game that has um that has just got so much love for it at the moment and it just continues to sell and so you know you get people loving your game and talking about it and it can pay dividends in the long run so yeah well hopefully they can come back from it but um yeah i i i you know working in publishing i do think um that uh that idea of being review bombed is terrifying However, mm. if it's legitimate concerns, then that's that. Then I think that uh, those that have uh, trusted the game with their money um, are probably entitled to give their feedback, as long as they're open-minded about it. Though, Steve, and then when it's fixed, <laughs> they move it to positive, and everybody's happy. Nuanced as ever, Simon. Uh, I think that's the end of the news section. One life left. Video game news with Anne You are listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. Uh, If you are listening to this as a podcast, know that we are originally broadcast on Resonance. It's a radio station in London, and we love it dearly and can't wait to be back in the studio. Uh, But if you're listening to us on Resonance, please know that also we are a podcast. You can subscribe to us at www.onelifeleft.com, and there you can also read the show notes, which will have any links things that we mention in the show and also will tell you what the music is 
we're using on the show. We can't tell you what that is right now because we haven't edited it in. That's your job this week, Simon. That is my job this week, Steve. Uh, I'm I'm on it. Do you have any ideas? No, maybe um, <laughs> maybe the elite uh, docking music. Very good, something spacey. Yeah. Actually, you mean the classic one? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay, okay, cool. Which you, can, which you can hear playing now. I'd better find it on the internet. This is going to be trouble. Very good. Uh, right, should we get on with the letters? Let's do it. Okay, I know we've had a couple of notes dropped into the Discord mailbag this week. Is there anything in your inbox? Uh, I don't believe that there is. And is that how we correspond now over Discord? Is it because um, they are, as you described, which is notes? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? That Weasel Spoon, veteran correspondent to the show, um, who traditionally would get something into us well in advance, you know, maybe maybe as, as long as, like, the day before, has dropped this note in at 7pm today. Well... He must have felt uh, the the broadcast being fired up. We do have one. Um, ever dependable Chris Conroy uh, has emailed um, on Friday. Late night, he was up late. Was he up Marioki? He may have been. Okay, he's up late. Well, thank you for your letter, Chris. It reads, Dear team, that's it. I've had enough. I've run out of cushions to scream into, Discord channels to rant on, and tweets to cast into the uncaring abyss. I just want to buy a graphics card. I want to play Half-Life Alex and have it run as best it can, and my old card just won't cut it. I can't justify the cost of a new PC just to get a GTX 30 card, and despite following every stock alert I can find, it's impossible to source a decent and decently priced card. The death of the PC as a gaming platform has always been just around the corner, but the PC Master Race has kept that at bay. Now, what started out as a bit of a joke has turned into a big problem that doesn't seem to have any end in sight. So come on, OLL, what can we do to sort this out? Isn't it time we had a telethon or something? Once someone please think of the kids uh, your cuda chasing correspondent Chris Conroy well I mean you say there's no end in sight um, the NFT scene and Bitcoin and crypto generally has started to tank a bit hasn't it this week and I think a bit last week as well so maybe that's a little bit of hope for the uh, PC gamers out there if there's no point in mining anymore and maybe, uh, maybe all of the sand in the world will not be used up by people trying to get rich off other people's art. Can you not buy any graphics cards then? So you can't even buy 2060s? I don't know. I actually do have a, uh, I think it's a, how yeah, do you say it, 3080 or 308? Yeah, I don't know. I, I've got one of those, but the only way I got it was by buying a new PC. Uh, which was, and, and that understandably is where a lot of the the ones that do make it into uh, into hardware stores are being bundled with other hardware because uh, that's a more profitable enterprise uh, for the retailers, right? So I um, I have mine. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm sorry that you're not able to get hold of one. But maybe this is a yeah. Maybe this is a good reason to go back to console game and get yourself a PS5 or an Xbox. <laughs> there. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think we'll all just uh, we'll all just regress to spectrums back on the eight bit. 
didn't have that, this problem then, did we? How are you getting on with your 3080? Well, I think I said a few weeks ago that I, I, you know, the first thing I did was play Quake because that was ray tracing and didn't really notice it. Like, it looked slightly shinier. <laughs> it was impossible to read the text because it was so small. Um, and, um, yeah, I've not really been playing anything that takes full advantage. I guess the VR games that I've been playing uh, benefit from it because my old graphics card, which I think was a 970, was starting to choke a bit on some of the fancier things. Um, but yeah, not really pushed it yet. Well, and have you played Half-Life Alex? I have not, no. So uh, you've got I'm a graphics card and you're not playing Half-Life <laughs> Alex. Are you deliberately trolling Chris? Alright, that I will review Half-Life Alex next week. Okay? Okay. Fine. Okay. Alright, um... We have a letter here, uh, well, Weaselspoon wrote, Dear team, what would a Eurovision Games contest look like? Who would you pick to represent the UK and who would ultimately win? Pip Pip Robert. Well, there's been a lot of talk today, of course, hasn't there, about what happened last night. Mm. Um, did you watch it? Do you know what, Steve? I did. Well, sorry, it was on. Um, <laughs> uh, and so I, you know, I, I dipped in and out of it. Um, I didn't. Okay. Think, I didn't think our entry was uh, was worthy of no points. I, I thought it absolutely was, Did and you? I okay. watched both semi-finals and okay. the final, and thought it was measurably worse than pretty much everything in the semi-finals, and certainly everything in the final. Um, and well, he worth, seems worth like no- a nice guy, but my goodness, I don't. I wasn't impressed by his singing voice or his performance that night, and the song Whoa. itself, I think, is trash. Whoa. So. I was not surprised it got zero points and I was tired of all of the hot takes on Twitter going, well, you know, what do you expect if you spend five years telling Europe you hate them? Of course, it's like, no. There were plenty of countries in that lineup who, you know, are... Questionable. Problematic in various ways. (laughs) And they got many, 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 well, infinitely more points than we did. And the reason is because the song we submitted was... Um, but I did enjoy a lot of the songs. I uh, really, really enjoyed the whole. I thought, it was, I thought it was the best final in a long time, even though I didn't really like the winning song. Um, so, yeah, I hope that answers your question, Robert. Wait. <laughs> uh, Eurovision Games contest, what would that look like, Simon? Well, uh, presumably you would select the game produced in the UK that's got the best chance of being voted the best. Would you though? Because that that's definitely not what we've done for Eurovision. No, uh, but that's but that's what we need to do. Mm, but you but there are rules, right? They have to be I I think you have to I think you have to the way I would rig it is um I would find a team from and you'd start small, you take twelve European countries, you get a team of four people in each country, and you'd game jam it. You'd give them a week to make a game and then you would show them all off on one night and get everyone to vote for it. Sorted. Thanks for your question, Robert. <laughs> uh, Freakyzoid, Tony Galland writes, Dear team, I think you've both been vaccinated now. What was the first gaming-related thing you licked post-jab? One of those tasty Switch cartridges or something more exotic? Love you, bye. Well, I'm not fully vaccinated, me neither. So I still, so we still need to be careful. 
Still, you've probably, I assume you've thought about what you're going to lick after the jab. Well, I hadn't done, but now but now I'm starting to. <laughs> and, well, oh, what have you I missed? Mean, well, imagine, no, now, well, no, it's not necessarily what I've missed. It's like, what, how far the other way are you going to go? Like, it's, you're going to have to get the old SingStar mics out of the loft, aren't you? Drag them through the <laughs> toilet, pass them through a crowd of people on the train, and then, then sing too close to the mic. I think you might as well just bring it through the entrance to your shed and see what happens. <laughs> uh, yeah. Any more letters? That is that it. I think that it's interesting. It. I've been watching the Discord and it's been saying Soul Jacket is typing a message mm. for the for the entirety of the letters section. But I guess we'll have to wait for next week for that one. Uh, if you have any letters you want to write to One Life Left, if you want to write to us, you can do that by emailing team at onelifeleft.com. Or you can just join our Discord and type it straight into the mailbag. But be quicker than Souljacker.
We're back on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is One Life Left. Do we have any other business, Simon? Uh, I enjoyed Marioki on uh, on Friday. I, I dipped in, got a bit confused by it all, uh, and then and then left. <laughs> I saw you. I had forgotten about that. I saw you drop in. I did drop you in. You were you I, were I, emoting. Was I? <laughs> I was yeah, drinking. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, it was. Well, it's um, it's Kate's. It was Kate's birthday week, so we were gonna. I was gonna try and. She was interested in seeing. I was like, oh, uh, but we didn't have any headphones, um, and then I couldn't work out where the songs were and all the rest. Of it. So we did it. So we didn't do it in the end. All right. So you're saying we need to improve our onboarding. You do need to improve your onboarding. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, it was good to see you pop in. It was a really, really good night as well, and it was our penultimate online karaoke. We're still working out when the last one is going to be, uh, because because there are some um, clashes. I. Uh, basically, there's a cricket match on the night of the 11th. So, well, we'll let's hope nothing exciting happens. Listen, if we want to bring the currents in, we've got to accommodate them. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're going to have one more, and then theoretically, we are going to be back in um, in an unannounced location uh, in London. What? It's not on any map. Very, very. <laughs> in very early July uh, so uh, I'll talk, I think I'll be able to talk about that on the show next week um, but really really excited, of course we're nervous that uh, restrictions in the UK may change and we may have this snatched away from us again but we are, it does feel we're getting closer even if it's delayed it will just be delayed and we will be singing to everyone sooner rather than later I hope um, but no, no, no other business for me right now. Uh, what about you? No, I don't think for me either. I was going to talk about Eurovision, uh, but we've done that already, um, and I don't think there's there's anything else going on. I'm still still working on a couple of video games that I really want to talk about on the show. Um, maybe I will give our Discord uh, Discord. What do you call people on Discord? Discorders? We need a name for this, for like the One Life Left fans on the Discord. Okay, anyway, yeah, I, yeah. I think what I might do is post a early version, because I'm going to need some testers for the game, so I might post that in there uh, in a couple of weeks' time. So do join the Discord if you haven't already. Discord.io slash... Uh... Oh, no, sorry, we don't have a link to that. That link will be in the show notes. So look at the show notes on uh, www.onelifeleft.com. Uh, they need to work. Tell you. They need Sorry, to work God. on their their onboarding, don't they? Discord. Mm, yeah. Why? Why, why is it deliberately difficult? I don't know. They have changed their icon this week to be more mainstream. Yeah, but uh, we still can't read out a URL that, that will direct our <laughs> listeners to to the Discord. Yeah. Uh, mm. We can't. You can get those fancy URLs by paying them a lot of money uh, by having people boost your server, or I think you can get them. Uh, there's ways of being being like community servers if you are popular enough, but we are not popular enough. So please join the server, make us popular enough, uh, and say hello as well while you're at it. Shall we do the reviews? Let's do the reviews. Now, well, okay. I'd, I'd forgotten, and actually, I've made the sort of mistake that we um, that we've often mentioned as commonplace. Uh, I have played mm. a game this week. 
I just oh, well didn't done. think of it as a game, did I? My goodness. Okay. So, you know, in the same ways that we've, um, that, you know, often people that were playing Candy Crush didn't think of themselves as mm-hmm. gamers. Um, for Kate's birthday evening, um, because there's been a load of, um, you know, so, so we've had a full year of lockdown birthdays and everybody's done the um, gathering around a Zoom thing and just sort of chatting a bit. But then in that time, no one's done anything. So when you think about doing it again for the second lockdown birthday, you're like, oh, oh no, what, what are we going to talk about? Um, uh, we did with her school friends, um, six other people, we did an online detective game called The Hidden City. Huh. Um, now, this is a company that um, has been um, around and doing real world events, um, pop up events. Uh, no, are they pop up? No, I think I think they I think that they that they just run. But it's a combination of, of real world stuff um, and technology. It was eight pound a ticket. Um, and uh, yeah, so we jumped on a Zoom call, uh, had, had a little chat and then did this. Um, and it was it was fun. Um Again, talking about onboarding, I was um, there was a little bit of to and fro between me and the uh, um, and, and and the company itself because they were saying that you could only have you, like a team size was a maximum of five, and that if you went over that, you needed to break out into separate calls. And I said, look, look this is for someone's birthday. You don't want to bring them together and then split them up. And they said, oh, just just run two games at the same time, but make sure you're always inputting the same. Uh, answers at the same time so that the, correct, the, the game advances um, anyway uh, it didn't seem as complicated as, as they'd suggested and we cracked it in about an hour it was a mix of finding URLs finding real world Twitter accounts and looking at photos on that with clues hidden in them uh, then some Google Maps stuff and Google Street View with some puzzles all combined with some mob- actually ringing mobile phone numbers and calls being made to you and stuff. All of it was automated, um, but it was put together really well. And um, what was nice about it was that after we solved it and it was all great, um, there's there's a location uh, in the game in central London that one of the uh, group uh, uh, callers um, clearly passes every day. And they followed up the following day with a real, like with almost like a found footage uh, video of them outside this location <laughs> that we've just played played a game of before. Um, so yeah, it was fun. It was something different for um, an, an online birthday celebration. You know, hopefully these will become a thing of the past soon. But if you are looking for something to do, I can I can I can recommend it. Uh, it was at inthehiddencity.com um, and it was eight pound a ticket. Good fun. Seven out of ten. That's awesome. Happy birthday, Kate, as well. Um, I've played. A few games this week. Uh, I played a game called Bite Path. Have you heard of Bite Path? I have not heard of Bite Path. So I haven't either. Uh, it is a um, top-down, single-screen, rogue, uh, maybe not roguelike, like pro- grindy, almost RPG. I, I guess an RPG. Uh, that's misleading as well. All right. Top down, imagine asteroids. So you control a wireframe ship and you have to destroy asteroids. Unlike asteroids, you can't go off the side of the screen and unlike asteroids, there are increasingly strong enemies that come on and attack you. Um, And uh, as you shoot these asteroids and shoot the enemies, they drop upgrade points, SP. And when you die, eventually you can spend that SP on upgrading your ship um, and that in turn, 
produces, uh, gives you a stronger ship uh, and produces more SP, which you can then spend on other upgrades. And eventually, you get more and more powerful, can progress further through the game and find bigger enemies and find the keys that you are looking for to beat the game. It's very, very small, uh, but it's really quite tight. I, at first, I didn't think I was going to like it. But it's very, very simple to get your head around, and it has that kind of nice, grindy, okay, I get how this game works, I'd rather play this for another hour than learn another thing to play, so I just will. Um, and I've played it for a couple of hours and really, you know, sort of enjoyed it. It's got a massive upgrade tree, which again is something I'm quite vulnerable to, mm. and just trying to... Um, work out how to all of those sort of games are basically you against the designer trying to work out how to break the systems and create something that's overpowered and allows you to cruise through and then collect more points and that kind of thing uh, and you feel like you're beating the designer in that moment actually the designer's fine with that because you're playing their game and having a nice time and that's all any designer wants so yeah I, I, i've enjoyed that that was um a surprise to me seven out of ten uh, I played a game called Yogurt Commercial 3, okay. which I picked up from Bennett Foddy's Twitter. Uh, Bennett, one of the few people in the games industry to also love cricket, uh, which is how I how I found him in the first place through his, his uh, early work, Little Master, which is still one of the best cricket games to exist. Now, Yogurt Commercial 3 is not one of his games. don't know how he found it. Uh, it's a misleading title because as far as I can understand there is not a yogurt commercial one or two Very good. Uh, in the game it is a top well sort of top downy side on pixel art thing uh, where you play a star or a person who an actor who's gonna star in a yogurt commercial uh, and that's kind of what you've got to do uh, you solve little puzzles you talk to characters um, it's a bit Charles Cecily, you know, arcade adventure, no, just adventure, uh, find this object, use it with these people. It's got really funny dialogue, it's charming, um, it's got a bit of a weird UI. It's structurally kind of strange, it feels like it's been made by someone who has just heard about what video games are, or sort of remembers playing them maybe ten years ago and is like, oh, I'll make one of them. Um and yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. Seven out of ten. And I played another thing which I've I've not really started. I've played one hour on it so far and barely touched uh, touched the surface of it. It's called The Invisible Hand. Have you heard of that? No, I was going to say it's... I uh, that it, uh, that the name rings a bell. Um, but then you're going to start talking about it, and then I'll go. Oh yeah, it's that. Go on. First person uh, stock market simulation. You go to work in uh, a company and uh, it begins after some kind of stock market crisis and then you are an intern and presumably it all unfolds from there, but I haven't got far past that. Uh, but it, it, it like the, that intro sequence is beautifully made, like really, really smart. Dialogue is excellent. Uh, and... Yeah, I'm excited to find out where it goes, but I don't really know at this point. 7 out of 10. I will update on that, though. I think I will go back in maybe tonight. Who's it by? Uh, it'll take me a while to find that. I, I, yeah, I can't okay. tell you right now. Yes, I can. It's by... It's by... 
Power Struggle Games, uh, and this is the only game that they have <sighs> released. Right. It's published by Fellow Traveller. Okay, I think that's why I had heard of it, because uh, I do like what Fellow Traveller do. Any right, new they re- did Paradise Killer. Yes. Uh, which we've talked about on the show before. Any new releases you're looking forward to this week, Steve? Uh, the new Sigrid single, which comes out tomorrow. Excited about that. And she has uh, a little AR game on her website where you can go to locations in and around where you live, assuming you live near enough to a biggest, bigger, you know, a significantly sized uh, metropolis that it's worth a team putting a location in it. <laughs> uh, I haven't done that yet. Um I, I don't know, are there, what video games are out this week? Well, I only ask because I, I've done, uh, I very rarely do this, um, mm-hmm. but I'm looking forward to Biomutant, which I think comes out uh, on Tuesday-ish. Um, what, what's that? It's a 3D um, action adventure, small team, published by THQ. Um, the team have done some stuff. I've got a pretty decent pedigree. It looks it looks nice and interesting. Post-apocalyptic uh, mutant creature style thing. You can upgrade your your, your combat powers. The, the world looks nice. It's like fifty four pounds, Steve. Um, <laughs> like even with the uh, the epic coupon that's running at the moment, I'm not paying forty four pounds on it. And then even if you look, um, I had my you know you you have you have your your cousin over. Who's uh, mm-hmm. who's who can jack you into the dark web? My Russian friend was round over the weekend, and he logged into Gog in Russia. And even then, it's really expensive. Um, oh my goodness! If you if you pay with a feeless international credit card, uh, which he doesn't need, obviously, because he's Russian. <laughs> but but even um, so, yeah, I dropped I dropped the, the, I dropped I went on Games Press and find out who's doing the PR for it, and dropped them a note and saying, look really interested in covering it for the world's longest running radio show. I haven't heard anything back. I'm not paying £54 for anything, Steve. <laughs> this is sure pounds. to bring them on site. <laughs> £54. Who decided that? Isn't it a lot of money? It's not even Game Pass either. £54. Who's got £54? Maybe they have now. People have paid them £54 for it. They can probably afford it. Yeah. Anyway, that's ironically look, looks looks yeah. good. Uh, All right, but, but good. not fifty four pounds good. Ah, oh, I think that's the show, isn't it? That's the show, pretty much. Uh, it's been excellent talking to you again, Simon. Nice to see you. You too. Um, thank you to everyone who's listened. Uh, thank you to everyone who continues to listen. Thank you to everyone who's joined the Discord and again explained that you've been listening for ten or fifteen mm. years. That's- Amazing and uh, really surprising as well. <laughs> but uh, thank you most of all to Resonance who continue to host us and we miss you dearly. We'll be back soon, we hope. Uh, but until next week, we've been One Life Left. Goodbye! Goodbye! <laughs>